our God and our King, we thank you so much, eternal God. We thank you for the manifestation of your grace and power in our time. We thank you for the beginning of our convention. This is 32 years CFT has been on. We thank you for everything you have done. Thank you for the prophetic visitation this week. Thank you. We can hear your voice clear and sound. We give you the praise and honor and glory. We can hear and understand what you are saying to the churches. Oh Lord, we exalt and magnify thee. Thank you for your presence in this house. Thank you, God, the Spirit of Prophet. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Welcome someone beside you in the name of the Lord. Amen forevermore. Please take your seats in the heavenly places. I greet you all in the name of our Lord. Please, quiet you may take your seats. Put your hands together for them. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, this week we had great visitation from the Lord in our prayers. And from Tuesday I began to feel the wind. And on Wednesday it busted open. There are many things that God revealed to me. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, as I was speaking, that which God was telling me. I was also seeing that many things I saw that I'll be unveiling them along this month. But you will agree with me, every one of you who have been in the prayer, that something has shifted. Yes? If you look at the message I was teaching you yes, uh, last Sunday, which I said that today we will carry on from it, are the three things that God expects of you as a child of God to do. What is the first thing? Yes, let's talk now. Love the Lord. Bring out your sermon notes. Or someone's pad. Nobody must come to this church without a writing material. Because the Bible says, write down the vision and make it plain. Whether paper or your telephone or your iPad. One of my friends in Nigeria said that, um, a preacher said that iPad is in the Bible. And I said, where is it? He said, God told Moses to write the vision on a tablet. And he said that tablet is what they call iPad now. And I said, I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> Though they are preaching it with all their intestine. The tablet that he's talking about in the Bible, God said, is stone. Because God used his hand to carve it out and give it to him. He wrote it and carved it and gave it to him. So, when the Bible says tablet in the Bible, don't you say that it is your iPad. Bible don't care about your iPad. 
you use iPad because that is what is now used for recording information. I think maybe in this week, um, uh, this month, we are going to look at what we call rivers of inspiration. Those of you who have been in CFT for 30 years, 31 years, you will recognize and remember that we always have Sunday school before we go into service. And we taught you bibliology. We taught you about rivers of inspiration, which is looking at how the Bible was written at different phases. What it started from, from parchment, you know, to the skin and all rest of them, to the part, uh, sorry, yeah, your, your, day, your, your current modern day, to papyrus, and then to your iPad now. And I heard some other Christians who said that iPad, if you read Bible in iPad, that is not the Word of God. It is because they are naive. <laughs> and God is so good because He said when He told Moses about the Word of God, He said the time is coming, the Word will be written in your heart. So God is not, God is not, um, is not, is not concerned about the formats you write the Bible. But what God is concerned is that the Bible is inscribed in the heart of man. Amen. So, on Sunday, I taught you, I told you three things. We have been looking at this since January 1. The first one is, you should what? Love the Lord your God. Let's be gone. Open your sermon notes and read it to me. Please, shall we want to go? If you did not have a sermon note, look up to the sky and read it. <laughs> Hallelujah. What's the second thing? So love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, or with all your strength. Now, second one says, seek God in the spirit. Because those who seek God, to get God, you must be seeking Him in spirit. And in truth. You get me now? And what is the third one? Guard your heart and mouth. I want this message recorded, please. Because I don't see anybody on the cameras. Which camera is recording me? Somebody should be there. There will be a special conference of everyone in the multimedia after the service today, special announcement by Apostle. After, the, after our, um, our service, we should hold a brief meeting so that we can look into our anniversary week. Okay, so, three things the Lord demanded of us is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul. Second thing is that we should seek God and seek him in spirit and in truth. 
Because Jesus said, Search the Father seeketh. And number three is to gather hearts. Because it's the wellspring of life. So that you, you protect information you allow to slip into your, into your heart. Which means you have to be careful of relationships. Anybody you are close to, make sure they are heaven bound. If your best friend had been somebody who does not walk by the Spirit of God and Satan uses him again or again and again to try to contaminate your heart, it is high time you told him that our friendship is over. Because we live once and we die. Are we together now? So, now, during the week, God began to speak about power. I want everyone to give me the attention. Just focus at me. The reason why I walk about is because if your eyes are moving, you will not sleep. Isn't it? If I'm on the move, your eyes will be on the move. So you won't have, you won't go under spell. <laughs> and begin to go like that. Okay, so now, looking at this scripture, where we, where we stopped last week is the key thing that God is speaking about, which is loving God. Many Christians have been concerned about operating in the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, when we talk about the power of God, we saw God this week in our prayer booming from heaven that all power belong to him. I've never heard God speak like that to me in my entire life. I had row of the, of the sea, of the waves, and they were screaming, all power belong to him. I saw the visible and the invisible screaming, all power belong to him. And yet, those who are his saints on earth, you wonder, where is the power? Where is the power? Now, what I've been discussing with you is how to operate in that power. And during this convention of our 32nd anniversary, from this time to the end of convention, I will be dwelling on the power of the Most High. That's the reason why I wanted to remind you of what I told you before. You know, if you are a professional, if, if, you, are, if, you, are, if you say that you are a professional in something, Anybody you meet will expect the manifestation of that career, isn't it? They wouldn't, I wouldn't expect to talk to a doctor that I'm having something in my stomach and the doctor is talking to me like a naive, a, a layman. I will expect the doctor to first tell me some big, big name of that thing in my stomach and then now explain it to me in my own understanding. Do you understand? I wouldn't expect a lawyer who will go and uh, defend my case in court and I'm talking to my lawyer and I told him what the situation is and my lawyer is now help trying to explain it to me and talk to me like a, an ordinary person. I expect him to quote the laws that is, uh, that is involving my case. I expect him to tell me the grounds that he is going to argue my case on. So a Christian when we are met by people, they expect to see Jesus manifesting. That's what they expect. 
They don't expect to meet, to meet a mere talker. If something happens around you in your office and they know you are a Christian, they will come to you first. When everybody is confused. Is that not correct? Come on now, church. They will come to you first. When everybody is confused. <clears throat> really, they will say that, we know you are a Christian. Can you do something? <clears throat> I know. So, <clears throat> that's the reason why. Everyone who profess the name of the Lord must be able to operate in the power of God. If you profess you are a Christian, you must operate in the power of God. I will take you through a little journey now and I will help you understand that. That power, it looks strange to many people. And this is one of the reasons why some people, a lot of Christians across the globe are suffering under false teachers and false prophets. Now, let's see. Jesus said in John 14, 21, when he was talking about loving God, he says, whosoever, whoever has my command, I will be them. He is the one who loves me. If I say, do you love the Lord? You said, yes. Hear what the Lord has said. Whoever hears my word and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. Now, why am I talking about love today? Because it has to do with the power manifestation. I won't speak too long today, but the brief I will speak, I will let the Bible speak to you. That the power of God is the easiest thing to operate under heaven. But yet, it's hard for many people. Why? Because you don't understand how to enter it. I call this the entrance into the power of God. That's the topic we're looking at. Jesus said, whoever has my command, which is the Bible, and obeys them, it is he who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. So, in that scripture are three promises. If you love God, if you love Jesus, you say, I love Jesus, and you truly love Jesus. Jesus says, it is not just by coming to church, but those who love him do come to church. It is by you obeying my command. That's how you show you love me. When somebody hurts you, and you should quarrel, you refuse to quarrel. I remember Jesus said, vengeance is mine, and you walk away with it. Walk away from it. Without holding anything against the persons. Being able to identify between devil and man. So that you don't fall in the trap of the wicked one. Commands of Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, if you obey my command, what will happen to you? He says, my father will love you. And then I myself, son, will love you. And both of us will show ourselves to you. So you'll be able to have visions, revelations, direction in life. You'll be able to have, hear the voice of God. You'll be able to understand the spiritual things. You'll be able to be directed by God. And when you are directed by God, if you continue to practice that, then you will come to the place where your eyes can see, your ears can hear, and you can be standing and you are somewhere else completely. You see, what God does through me in this house, in the era of prophetic, it's not strange. And it's not, it's not, it is not, it is not rare. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. This is what I'm showing to you. Then the next time he says, here remember, father will love you, son will love you, 
and both of them will show themselves to you. Look at John chapter 14 verse 23. It says, Jesus replied, if you, anyone loves me, I thank, him, I thank God for all this. I say, whoever the first time, here I say, if anyone, he will obey my teaching. I spent a long time explaining to you the teachings from the commands, the difference between the children and commands, last Sunday. It says, then if you do that, my father will love you, another confirmation, we will come to you and make our home with you. Hold our scriptures. <laughs> we are coming to it. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my words. They belong to the Father who sent me. So when you see Christians who cannot obey the teachings of Christ, they are not really born again. No? They are coming to church, but they are not born again. Because, you see, if you are born again, you will just obey. That's the, that is the evidence that you are born again. Born again is just not, I confess in my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, and I, 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 I receive into my heart, forgive me my sins. No, that's confession. It's not born again. Born again is an experience, which is, it is the translation of your confession into action. That is born again. Because Jesus said, it is by their fruits we shall know them. It is not said by their confession we will know them. Anybody can confess and Satan confess Jesus as Lord. Know that very well. Demons confess that Jesus is Lord. Are you with me now? So, how we know God's children are people who, people who truly have given their life to Christ is their decision and willingness to submit to God's command and to the teachings of Jesus Christ. And if you can do that, Jesus said, my father will love you, I will love you, and we will show ourselves to you. Then he said, my father will love you, we will come to you and make our home with you. And he said, he who does not love me will not obey my teaching. No matter what you tell them, they will be, they will be giving you excuses why they cannot obey. Oh, it's my body. Oh, it's my weakness. Oh, it's my this. Oh, it's my that. Come on now. Come on now. Simple. You didn't love God. That's all. You didn't love God. <laughs> Look at the third one. John chapter 15 verse 9 to 10. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in me. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love. See that? Just as I have obeyed my Father's command and remain in His love. Now, before I go further, let me talk to every one of you. I want each one who listens to my voice to sit down by yourself and appraise your life of obedience. I praise, look at all what you're doing. Your activity from morning to evening. Be very serious. This one I'm telling you. When I was in, if you watch the New Cross message on, on the pulpit, the way the Holy Ghost went is very different. I am telling you. You know, for several reasons. One of the reasons is because you don't have more time to live anymore. Or not. You know, this church is 25, 35 years now, uh, 32 years now. This month. 
Now, those of you who are 32, 31 years old, you were born in CFT and stuff like that, or you were a very young boy when they brought you to CFT and you have now grown into your, into your middle 30s, let me say something to you. The 32 years look like yesterday. Like yesterday. Add 32 years to your age now. If the Lord did not come, some of us would have left you here and gone to meet Him. Now, let me say another thing that the Holy Spirit was telling me today, uh, no, this week, when we were talking about power. Do you know that all academics that we are reading and all our acquisition of wealth and success we have is good? Oh, yes, I've just finished my PhD. Yes, I've just, I've just finished my DSC. Oh, I've finished my master's degree. Good, beautiful, great. Yeah, I've just gotten a job uh, in uh, Clifford Chance. I've got going to recover in the one that does not chance. No problem. Yes, I'm now the MD of uh, Deutsche Bank. Good, we celebrate you. We celebrate you. Oh, yes, you know... Everybody thank God for me. I've just gotten a job now as uh, the director of operations in the biggest uh, telecommunication company. We thank God. We, co- we celebrate with you, okay? Oh, I've just bought a very big house. Wow, we come there. We celebrate. It's a big house, comfortable, and everything is okay. Now, let me say something to you. The day you die, think about it. If they give you the key of Lamborghini in your hand, hold it, let me see it. It will drop off your hands. You see, the reason is because the grave where we are going, no matter how much achievement we have in the physical, if when someone dies, the people decide to bury their certificate with them, others will call those people mad. Am I talking to you? All the degrees that we accumulate on earth, the day we die, they cease. Oh, I was born by this family. I was born by that family. The day you die, you won't remember it. Let me tell you something. None of our achievements will go to grave with us. And if they do, they are useless to grave. Grave don't need them. Grave don't need them. All these successes God gave you and are here, grave do not need them. Once we die, they cease. If you have OB, you have MB, you have all the, all the honors of the Queen, you have all the honors of United Nations and all that. The day you die, they will remember you just for a little brief time. Who knows Margaret Thatcher now? Except us who were there when she was Prime Minister. As from some other young people in England, and was, oh, we, we heard about Margaret Thatcher. What about Winston Churchill? None of us know him. So the extent that even people are asking that Wilson Church's image should be removed. What about the great heroes of old that we read about them in history from every nation? Where are they? We, we, we only read about them. We don't feel their impact. Let me tell you something. You must know this. Remember the Lord thy God in the days of thy youth when evil day has not come. So, God blessed us materially. He gave us the comfort we needed. He provided job for us when we were jobless. He took us from the miracle and made us royalties. He blessed us and He glorified us. He gave us success in everything we are doing. We got married, we have children, we got houses as He had promised us. Listen to me. 
We left legacies for children, children, and children to come. Ten generations down the line. Do you know that they are useless? All those things are the grave. So, therefore, what will remain with you at your grave? That is the time you stand before the one who made you. Who said to you that, oh, I gave you the, pro- the gift to be a prophet, look at it. I gave you the gift to be an evangelist, look at it. And you will see it yourself. It's not that you'll be told by God. Because when you go, when you get to the spirit, you just know things. What the Father wants you to know, you know it. You will not be told. You will not be told. Okay? And then, you find yourself that you were a member of Christ's Tabernacle Church when you were on earth. And you see all your records. What did you do when you were there? With the investment God gave you, what have you done with the grace and the gifts? Oh, some of you will see, maybe, that, oh, you were running after pleasures of the world, running after blessings of the world. You are getting the blessing, but God is not getting the glory. That will not be your portion. Oh, you are getting the good health, and you are not serving God. Oh, others came after you in the church, they are now in the department, you are in nowhere. You only need to come and say prayer, say amen, and you go home. Even really, some people may just see themselves that, you know, sometimes that apostle was screaming and screaming and screaming, you know, and say, oh, he has come again. Yes, you hear that, say it again. And those of you who run with it, you see yourself running with it, and say, oh, Lord, I thank you. Oh, Lord, I thank you. That should be your portion. The time has come for everyone who confessed the name of the Lord. To seek that God in spirit and truth. Not to play with your life any longer. Knowing you don't have two lives. Once it's gone, you're gone. Once your chapter is closed and the angel appears before you, either by the best side or while you are walking, and touches your body and your body is off your, your spirit, and your, it takes your spirit out of your body, you saw a body crash on the floor. That is the end of it. Now is to face the one who made you. This is the reason why you and I cannot afford to live in this life without manifesting the power. You cannot. There are some Christians who are afraid of demons <clears throat> because of their folly. When you don't have power, you don't operate in power of God, rather. You have it, but if you don't operate in the power of God, you are the kind of people who will sit down when you are walking, you are afraid of the demons. You are afraid of occult. People are promising death and you are afraid. Oh, they laid ambush, oh, you know, against you over there. You can't walk through there because <laughs> you are not faithful. So Jesus said here, If you love me, you will obey my commands. He says, And I and my Father will come to you. And we'll make our home with you. What happens to someone that God makes his home with? That's chapter 14, verse 23 to 24. And Jesus said in that last one I read, that 15, that I, Jesus, I obeyed the Father, so the Father loved the Son. So, understand it. When the Son obeyed the Father, the Father loved the Son. And the Son says to you and I, if you obey me, my Father will love you, I will love you and we will make our abode with you. Why is Jesus saying this? Look at the book of Acts chapter 1 verse, uh, chapter 10, uh, uh, 38. Let's start from that first. I'm talking about when God abodes with man. 
He says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with Holy Spirit and power. And how he went around doing what? Doing good. Understand this. And healing all who were under the power of the devil. Because what? Because what? Say it loud. We read it together. Why did God, why was Jesus able to do good? Why was he able to deliver all under the power of Satan? Because God was with him, that's why. And Jesus said to you, just in that John 15, that the reason why the Father is with the Son is because the Son obeys the Father. Let me show you some few things in this. Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Correct? So, he grew up with Holy Ghost inside him. Correct? But, power did not manifest until one day. Keep that in your heart. You want to enter power of God? I want, look, I will show you the entrance, the gate to power. That's what I'm telling you. You can operate in the power of the Most High. Because they give from the Father to you already. But we must stop arguing with God. We must obey Him. Obey Him at all costs. Disobey anybody who, do, who tells you instructions contrary to God. Because it's the entrance of power. You know that scripture says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with Holy Ghost and power. So, Jesus did not manifest the power. Though the power was inside him, until one, the power came upon. Anointed. Everyone who is born again, you have the power inside you. Which is the Holy Spirit. But for the function of the Holy Spirit, it must come upon. Second thing that we saw here. Having God anointed him, he went around. Isn't it? How can you prophesy when you, you are not with anybody who needs it? How can you heal the sick when all of us are not sick? Will the gift of healing manifest when nobody is sick? Therefore, we saw principle number two, that he went around. And then we saw that when he went around, he was healing those who were under the powers of the devil. Let me talk to you a little bit about power. Jesus had power to snatch anybody from the powers of Satan. So when Jesus shows up, every demon runs. Is that not so? Come on now. Church answer me. Because Jesus carried the power of the Almighty. If he comes into any place, even by keeping quiet, without speaking, we had a demon possessed say, Jesus, what have you come to do with us? And he hasn't spoken to them. He was just there. Because Jesus showed up, demons screamed, We are finished! We are finished! Listen to me. Now if you look at this scripture, there are four. The Bible says Jesus has the power over the power of the devil. Now let's go to the book of Matthew 28. No wonder Jesus said it all powers in heaven 
and earth have been given unto me. Therefore go. Isn't it? All power in heaven and on earth have been given unto me. Yes? Yes? <laughs> so if all power has been given unto him, and you know that in, 30, in verse 38 of chapter 10, it says that God anointed him with the power. So when the power came out of him and came upon him, then the Bible said he went about. So since you have received Jesus, one of the things that hinder the power from coming upon is your love for God. You know, Jesus obeyed God to the place of death. You, some of you love your life more than God. You see, I pray once in a week, once in a day. You see, the prayer they are praying daily. You know, Christianity is not, is not much like that. Some say, ah, every day I be praying, what about time for me? And you go to work every day. You didn't ask your work, what about time for me? Because you are taking money from them. <clears throat> you don't understand the fact that what you are taking on earth for your work dies when you die. You don't understand. Those are manipulation of the devil. How many people serve God, you know, but they are not, it's not like this. They are not so hard like that. That's why they, they are powerless. That's why they can't tell us what will happen tomorrow and it does. That's the reason why they can't see beyond their physical nose. Even that nose they can't see unless they look at mirror. There is a God that you receive. He needs your attention. He needs undivided attention. He needs you to be serious with Him. He needs you to worship Him. He needs you to serve Him. Not to be coming to Him only to take and take and take and take. Where will you give? That's the God we serve. God wants people who will love Him with undying love so that He can manifest, He can, he can flex His muscle through them and show through them who He is. His might and power. The devil doesn't want Christians to know that. And that's the reason why he manipulates our minds. Listen to me. Jesus said, when the power came upon him, all powers in heaven and earth have been given unto me. And he went about and did it. He went about and did it. He went about and did it. And some of us are surrounded by all clouds of the devil manifesting and oppressing people around us. Let me say this to you. Haven't Jesus said that? Jesus, while he was going, he said to you, Acts 1.8, you will receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. But he said to you before from verse 46 that when you receive that power, he said, before you receive the power, you have to wait on me. Tarry in Jerusalem when you receive power. He said, when you receive the power, you will go out and be my witnesses. There are some Christians who just believe in just going and talking to people. They will take paper. I talked to eight people today. Useless with your eight people. Jesus wasn't going about talking to people. He brought them to the kingdom. This sect of Christians, they do not care about the power of the Holy Spirit. They think it is by their research method. They will <laughs> win people to the kingdom. Say this after me, I believe in the Lord. They will say it now. That is no conversion. That is a person who is a joker. And carries other people to his joke. Jesus said, tarry until you receive power first. When Jesus was going to lay an example of that, he met a woman 
and the woman was a Samaritan woman. And Jesus started discussing with the woman. Alright? By the time Jesus finished with the woman, the woman went over Samaria and said, Look, I met a man who told me all my life. Now, that is power evangelism. That is power evangelism. But you cannot pray that unless you are praying in the power of the Holy Spirit. Word of knowledge is all around you. But do you love the Lord? That is where we manifest the knowledge. This is not a church where they tell you that all of you come unto me, all you that labor. Come unto Apostle Williams. No, it's not here. I myself, I want to come to you. Okay? We all go to who? To Jesus. You don't have one anointed man of God here that carries fire and you don't carry that fire. Are you with me now? Yet in this house, name it. God has raised the dead. He has healed the blind. He has healed the lame. He has healed the invalid. He has healed a person whose skin fell to pieces. I remember when we were in New Cross, they came to me one day. Somebody was in Homerton Hospital. And the Homerton Hospital, they had to put that person in a polythene bag. Pastor David, you can remember, they put the person in a polythene bag. And the mother came to church. The doctors could not touch the skin. When they want to treat her, they will put their hands into a particular, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, polythene like that. And that's how they, they said they were, they grafted her body. They are looking for the sickness that she had. They don't have it in medical history. How much in hospital? Her body will pop and fall like ashes. So they said it may be very infectious. So before they can know what to do, they have to first do the grafting and test well. The test they did, they didn't know it. Another test they tested, they could not understand. So they put that woman in that polythene. The woman came and said, This is the case of my daughter. I said, Where is she? said, I said, Let's go. We went to Home Martin Hospital. When I got there, I met the nurses. The nurse says, I don't touch him. Don't touch him. I said, I've had you. I said, give me the oil. They gave me the oil. I put my hand into that hole. They will put their hands because they will put on a glove. I touched that body. I cast that spirit to depart from that body. Immediately, I said, she's going to be disturbed by the end of the week. It was like a joke. Sunday, that woman was brought. Her body transformed within 24 hours. It transformed within 24 hours. When the doctors came to look at her, they said, what happened to you? She said, a pastor came from Southeast and anointed my body. He said, he touched you. He said, yes. He said, yes. I remember I was with Chief, um, what do you call him in, in Nigeria? Oyedele. Prince Oyedele told me, we are doing crusade in Shagamu. He said that, Apostle, there is a man. He's a good man. You must pray for him. You must pray for him. I said, what is the problem? He said, I can't explain it. He said, let's go. I said, well, let's go. When we got to the man, very tall man, you know that he was a very rich man. His house tells who he was. 
Really, he was still in his infirmity. The way he walks, you will know that he commands authority. We got there. When the man got up from his chair, he was walking like this. When he takes a step before our eyes, his body will fall down like ashes. You will see body falling down. Skin like ashes. And he, I said, you should stay. He said, no, I must come to you, sir. And was going like that. Each step he took, the body, you will find the trace of the ashes around his body, around his foot. But each time the body falls down like ashes, underneath the part of the body that will fall will be a sore. So if this part falls down, instantly you see sore. If this part falls down, you see sore. I said to, to <laughs> uh, Prince, I, I know this spirit. I remember Homer's in hospital. So when the man sat down, the Lord said to me, I should tell him, I will pray with him, but I should tell him first his life. I'm talking about the power of God. And the Lord took his life and showed me on a spectrum like that. You know, in the spiritual realm, you can know information of 15 years. And it's just a few seconds. That is the part of the gleaning of part of knowledge of God. And Lord said to me, I said, man, I saw you. You were praying to God when you were young. God bless me, God bless me, God bless you. But when God bless you, you now turn against God with your wealth. You are so arrogant. You don't care anybody. Tears were under his eyes. And God told me many, many more thoughts about him. I told him. He says, sir, everything you said is true. He said, but now I have accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. He said, I know I was arrogant. He said, I was so arrogant because I was extremely rich. I got rich at a very young age. And God said to me, and so the sons of darkness said, we will show you that there is another part of life and they afflicted you. She said, yes, sir. The one who afflicted me came and told me that we will see how you will get out of this. It is the person who can walk and go to business that can be arrogant. It is the person who has money and I can enjoy it that can be arrogant. We will see how you will enjoy your money now. He said, name it. I have been everywhere to be treated. So I said, okay. If a man believes in his heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, and confess with his mouth that Jesus is Lord. He shall be saved. For with your mouth you confess. And you are justified. I said, you said to me, you have accepted. He said, yes sir. He said, I am suffering the consequence of my arrogance. When a man admits his fault in the law court. And he pleaded guilty. It will be impossible for the judge to give him maximum sentence. Especially if he has not committed that crime or category of that crime before that he could be pinned for bad behavior. Talk less, God Almighty. Something rose inside me. I lay my hands upon that body that falls down like ashes. 
and my heart connected with the one who created the body and the bones. I rebuke the evil spirits. Because that evil spirit has legitimate ground. But that legitimate ground can only be withdrawn by confession. And once the man has confessed his sin, God is faithful and just as to forgive and restore. And I commanded every skin to be restored. The man came to us the following year, running into the room I was, carrying me up like that. Who is this man? Prince Edeli said, you will soon know him. When he put me there, I said, who are you, sir? <clears throat> he said, you remember, you remember? And the man that his skin was falling to the ground. Your story will change. Is that not what the Bible says? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his quantum. Might. Might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Someone says to me that. Do you think that is for everybody? Yes. These signs shall follow them that believe. Matthew 16. 16. In my name they will cast out devils. It is say some that believe. All who believe. They will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Every Christian under heaven can do that. Listen to me. You have accepted the God who is the almighty. How dare you afraid of mortal man? Who believe in juju or voodoo. And you count the word of a madman to be sensible. Who threatens your life. And you say, he's threatening my life. No, even come and talk about Christians who believe that Satan shoot them arrow. Take the arrow, shoot it back to the devil. If he can shoot it, you can shoot it back too. How does the, the devil shoot arrow? How do the people of wickedness shoot arrow? By speaking. Then you do speak. They don't carry physical arrow and shoot. No, they speak a spell. And then you do speak your spell. Let your spell counter your spell. You have the power inside you. You only need to allow it to work. You need to allow it to work. You need to allow it to work. You have the power inside you. Oh, someone poisoned me. I know a brother who was poisoned. And he drank the poison, but he still lived. His name is Alfred Williams. I went to conduct deliverance for a, a girl in their house who was, in, 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 you know, initiated into witchcraft. Physically, she put poison in my, in my Fanta. The poison rose after I drank it. I drank half of it and the poison rose and filled the, the glass. But they drank too that day. My crusade. I took the rest and I called their spirit and I poured it. They drank. That day, we got to the crusade. Hey, my head. Oh, my man. Hey, my. All of them came out who were involved. Your God, I'm talking about. Your God. Satan messing around your life. You will take your stand in this one and stop him. Listen to me. A friend of mine was put in lion's den. The lion are so ferocious and hungry. But when he got down, they welcomed him into the kingdom of lions. They became his bed and pillow. His name is Daniel. 
I have some friends. They threatened them to deny God. And they said, we will not deny that God. He is our God. Even if he doesn't save us, let it be known to you that we will not deny him. And they threw them in the fire that the heat of the fire killed those who threw them. But they walked into the fire, but he was there with them. Because he said, if you love me, I and my father will come and dwell with you. And then they called those who, who, who put them in fire, threw in fire, fire destroyed everybody. Listen to me. When they walked into the fire, the eyes of the ungodly man opened king. He said, are there not three that were thrown in the fire? He said, are there not three? He said, what is this top, first one I see? He said, nobody had to tell him when he sees his God. You see, when, when anybody sees the one who made him, you don't need to tell them. He said, this fourth one I see, he looks like the son of the living God, who was and is the lamb that was slain, who is forever. This is the God that you serve. It is the God. He is the God that we serve. But you know, Jesus said to you, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul. And he says, Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all thy mind, with all thy mind, with all thy soul, heart, mind, and soul. Let me tell you something, therefore. Anything that hinders you from loving God, may the Lord destroy today. It is the way to power. Mediocres never succeed on earth. How can they succeed in God? I will, I will, I will never give you a degree. How can he give you the power in God? For a man to become rich, he has to labor and work hard. How can you think lazy man will be blessed by God in power? How can power manifest in a lazy person? Power is a force on his own. He cannot go to a man that is lazy. He cannot manifest in a man that is lazy. Deep has to call to deep. Somebody has to seek him. And somebody has to know him. Somebody has to love him. Somebody has to obey him. Somebody has to follow him. And enter to power and manifest your power. Don't let anyone deceive you with any useless thing on earth anymore. God is waiting for you. Do you know something? The devil is in trouble. God is waiting for you. Before we pray, I want to submit to you how God anointed Jesus Christ with Holy Ghost and power. And he went about doing good and Delivering everybody under the power of the enemy. It's not only him, but he delivered others. For one reason, God was with him. And Jesus said, if you love me, you will be my teaching. You won't come to church for nothing. You will submit yourself to my instruction. And I and my father will come and dwell with you. So if it is because of the presence of God... With Jesus, God operated the power. The presence of God with you will operate the same power. No wonder Satan tried everything to occupy our time. When is the time we should be seeking God? That's the time you feel sleepy, isn't it? Sometimes. That's the time somebody will phone you, isn't it? Sometimes. You say, Father, in the name of Jesus, telephone, and you pick the telephone and you left the Father. 
Can you imagine that? Can you be speaking to the judge who will decide your case, life and death, and a telephone rang and you leave that judge and you go and answer the telephone, you come back, you meet him there. You meet that judge there. You know, judge don't take nonsense. How can we say he is God and we place other human beings at higher place than him? How did you understand that when you are with him, if somebody phones you, that person is still on earth and you can talk to him later on, whoever the phone may be. Why did he not phone you before the prayer? Why is it that your prayer time is phoning you? When I'm praying with you, you know, sometimes my telephone will ring, isn't it? I will switch it on so that the person can be engaged in that prayer. I switch it on and put that, that, uh, his, the telephone to the prayer. I'm, and I, I'll be praying hard, hit, so that he's hearing everybody praying. Whoever I may be on, under heaven, if the queen phones me, that's what I will do. It is they who will now, ah, they are praying. They will quickly switch it off. So when I call, I'll say that, don't you know the time of my prayer? And you are fooling me at this time, you think you'll find me, Alfred? The world is perishing. They are waiting eagerly for a manifestation to deliver them. You and I have to say yes to God. This month is a special month. And God wants to move in your life. Do you know something? You may have problems. Alright, we'll talk about that next Sunday, I suppose. Why do we have issues then? Why do we have problems then? I will tell you many why. But I can submit to you that I discovered that three quarters of the problem we have came from us. I mean, your own problems. They came from you. Either you are ignorant, the problem came. Association that is not right, the problem came on all this engagement. The problems that come without you are rare. Check all your problems. The second thing is that somebody may make a mistake and land you into a problem. The mistake of one person can create problem for another person. You agree with me? You agree with me? Every doctor here should say amen. I say every doctor should say amen and nurses. If you make mistake as a nurse, has it not caused problem for another person's health? You made mistake as a doctor while delivering a baby. Has it not caused permanent damage in some babies? So, or a lecturer decided just to fail somebody who is intelligent. Has it not rendered that life useless for some time? And they do it. They do it. Somebody decided to use his power that he has to oppress another person. Does it not happen? And it creates a problem for that person. Either by blunder or by deliberate action. No problem comes from God. Behind all this operation is Lucifer. He is the one behind the operation. He, make, he, make, he will make people who consciously want to help you just make a blunder so that you, you can have problems. You know? A doctor wants to deliver a baby. He's curious and was doing all he can and then he made a mistake. And that's it. Or a doctor, well, there was a woman who was in CFT at the beginning of CFT. I've forgotten her name now. She's an Indian lady. They opened her up. They sewed her back and they forgot the knife in her. In England, 
the knife of operation in her belly. She carried it for a long time. Before she developed, whether it's abscess or whatever. When they went back and checked her, they discovered that the knife was in her belly. The woman came to safety. Pastor, Pastor remember. You remember. What's his name? The name of Khan or something like that is the boy. Huh? So, understand this. No problem comes from God. They come from our blunder. They come from our omission. They come from our mistake. So, if that be the case, I submit to you. Why should you allow your problem to kill you? Put it aside. There is something better than problem. There is something greater. There is a territory that is better to walk than problem. You walk in that territory, he will take care of all the problems. It is God who can cause the knife in the womb in that body to vanish. We have seen people who are healed who they inserted uh, iron in their bone. When they were healed, they could not find the iron in that bone. You know, it's not possible by medical science. It's not possible by even ordinary human being thinking. The bone, the, the iron in the bone disappeared. The bone was made perfect. It is God who does things like that. And you have that God. We're going to seek him together. Let's stand up now. We're going to pray for strength. We're going to pray for grace. You know, the grace we are praying for, very simple. Help me, Lord, to love you with all my heart. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Help every one of us to love you with all our hearts. Help us, O 